Welcome to episode three. I'm your host, Ellen Wasselina. Welcome to a new episode of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. This time, I'll be talking to Julia Lagazuère, Femme de Culture 2020, who was previously Deputy Casting Director of Opéra National de Paris in the two theaters of Opéra de Bastille and Palais Garnier. She's currently artistic consultant to the Queen Sonia International Music Competition in Oslo, Norway. Julia has a passion for finding and helping nurture young talent and established a concert series in order to strengthen relations between the QSMIC and the top international young artist programs, notably in collaboration with the Bolshoi Theater in Moscow. She's previously worked at the San Francisco Opera, Scottish Opera, and the Opéra de Limoges. She's a graduate of the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London and Sussex University, a musicology scholarship recipient at the University of California, Berkeley, and holds a master's degree in opera and visual performing arts from King's College, London, in collaboration with the BBC Proms. Julia will speak to me about how circular culture will change the world. Do enjoy this episode. Hello, Julia. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Ellen. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm so pleased that we could have this discussion about the circular culture. And if I may, Julia, um, I'd like to read your bio first before we start. Is that okay? Please do. Thank you. So Julia Lagazuer, Femme de Culture 2020, uh, was previously Deputy Casting Director of Opera Nationale de Paris in the two theaters of Opera de Bastille and Palais Garnier. She's currently artistic consultant to the Queen Sonia International Music Competition in Oslo, Norway. Julia has a passion for finding and helping nurture young talent and established a concert series in order to strengthen relations between the QSMIC and the top national young artist programs, notably in collaboration with the Bolshoi Theater in Moscow. She has previously worked at the San Francisco Opera, Scottish Opera, and Opéra de Limoges. She's a graduate of the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London and Sussex University, a musicology scholarship recipient at the University of California, Berkeley, and holds a master's degree in opera and visual performing arts from King's College London in collaboration with the BBC Proms. Julia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> Thank you so much. So. Um, we want to talk about this award that you got, the Femme de Culture 2020, please. That must be so very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. It was incredibly exciting to see to receive this special award with amongst so many wonderful colleagues, um, fellow Femme de Culture uh, in France. You know, 2020 has not been the best year for anyone and it will Indeed. probably go down as the worst year in history. But I yes. think it's um, 
It's one of these years where really making the difference counted. And, you know, I tried as much as I could to support artists and to, let's say, find concrete solutions to the terrible problems that we were facing and that we are still facing. So um, this was an especially important um, award and, and timing um, for me and, and, and for, for the sector. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited because, you know, I've spent 20 years in the opera industry, uh, most recently in Opéra de Paris. But this award was specifically um, to do with the work that I am doing with um, Opera for Peace. Well, that leads me, of course, to my, to my next question, because for those of you who don't know uh, your, or your organization, um, what can you tell me about Opera for Peace and what is your vision and mission? Okay, so Opera for Peace was, was founded a year and a half ago, uh, just before the health crisis. And it's really a project that strives to create a better future for our sector which is opera, which is performing arts, which is culture. And our vision is to, um, is to give opportunities to diverse artists from all around the world. We work in six Wonderful. continents. We are, I'm proud to say now, the largest network for young opera professionals worldwide. Congratulations. And thank you. We have... Um, <laughs> a wonderful charter of values so it's of course diversity and inclusion social justice we see this is more and more important um, how we can offer affordable and accessible education to young artists because wonderful opera is such um, is such a difficult art form one needs um, strong technique and also one sure. needs a very big network to be able to um, to, to be successful. Mm -hmm. So we reunite um, 120 partners worldwide, orchestras, festivals, and institutions, um, opera houses, uh, competitions, conservatories, music schools, all together to work um, within the same charter of values and to help young artists. So we have many different activities. We were part of World Opera Day last year. We will be again part of World Opera Day this year in, in collaboration with, uh, with UNESCO and with all the leading um, opera houses worldwide. And we have a very um, important network of artists that support us, that carry on our mission, that are so passionate about everything they do. 24 ambassadors, seven advisors, 14 emerging artists, and you know a whole host of uh, of young people worldwide that have actually turned this project into a worldwide movement we are especially um, conscious to work towards strategic partnerships this yeah, is why don't you tell me about your strategic partnerships that must be very important with your huge network and my goodness you know tell us all about that yeah well you know strategic partnerships is the most important thing today. We see that the world um, is, is, has become smaller, we've, we've become more isolated. At the same time, we have to find global solutions um, to the problems that, that, that we are facing. 
Yes. And one of the most recent um, strategic partnerships that I would like that we would like to talk about today is with the OCCU. So this is the Organization for Climate and um, Circular Economy. Yes. And you know this isn't one of our more original initiatives because <laughs> we go outside of the field to um, form a strategic partnership with um, with a with an important organization also a forward-thinking organization we are yes. both forward-thinking and we both try That's and great. find um, concrete solutions to to the biggest um, challenges that the world faces so it was a natural way to come together and to create something different so this circular culture tell me about it so circular culture um, I'm incredibly excited about and very very passionate about I truly feel that um, this project will enrich both sectors and then um, and then the world let's say in general Certainly. Um, first of all on a practical level arts need new sources of funding in light of current world events it is even more urgent to find less traditional partnerships yes. and to give artists the best chance to be financially supported in new ways we have to be very practical about this yes. for example from circular economy based companies who as we see share common values and who mm -hmm. want to make a difference in an original and creative way as artists uh, more than ever we we tell the world that we are important that we are essential of course this is a huge theme now with what's happening in the world it's, yes, um, it's so relevant but as we <laughs> it's so relevant um, but as we see this this isn't enough um, we actually have to go to companies and sh and show the way we have to we have to act and everything I believe has to be based around common interests yes on the other side uh, circular economy companies want to profoundly change the world change how people think yes and they need to be able to communicate to large groups of people mm -hmm. to persuade these people to change their lives and most importantly change their way of living yes um, for this for this to be achieved um, mm -hmm. I, I believe the method of communication needs to be at its most powerful and this method is creative communication Creative communication is the most important tool that artists possess in order to persuade and to inspire people to think differently and to find solutions to the most serious problems that our world faces. Mm -hmm. Therefore, performing arts and the circular economy are complementary, even if we didn't think they were. <laughs> and this fusion creates something special and something original. This creates circular culture. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Um, so uh, you've sort of gone into some more detail, but how do you think this initiative, as you sort of uh, started to tell me, uh, will enrich both sectors? So you say creative communication, there's culture, obviously, and this uh, economic downturn 
pandemic time culture is so important and i have to say julie i want to thank you for sending me that invitation for world opera day um, I, I really enjoyed it and i just wanted to say how important it is and we see that many um, artists um, are are in trouble and many sectors of course of the economy are, are in trouble so um, let, let's go back to this uh, how can it enrich both sectors and then if you could tell me how you weave through the sdgs the sustainable sure. development this please sure so um, together with the OCCO we have identified a five-step plan that for today's purposes I will reduce into a, a more simple three-step plan of key of actions linking the project to the UN sustainable development goals uh, aka the, the SDGs um, yes. and we have used these goals to to identify and structure the biggest global challenges and concerns outlined by the United Nations. And as you know, Ellen, 2021 is also the UN International Year of Creative Economy for Sustainable Development. Yes, yes. So let's go straight into number one, which relates to harmony and balance through inclusion, which relates to SDG 6, reduced inequalities and SDG 16, peace, justice and strong institutions. Wonderful. Also, this point relates to the importance of cultural education, SDG 4, quality education and SDG 5, gender equality. Marvelous. Now, I believe that the notion of peace is equated with harmony. And yes. this is what Opera yes. for Peace is founded on. Mm -hmm. a, a fair society can only be a balanced society economically, socially and environmentally. This is why an inclusive circular economy focuses on creating positive social actions at every step of the way. This means making social impact the driving force um, instead of an afterthought. A circular economy, increasingly built on renewable energy materials, is diverse, inclusive and widespread. It, it has to be. Sure. Healthy human, societal and um, global development, essential for a true circular economy ideal, starts and ends with education. Exactly. Education empowers and levels the playing field. To contribute to a fair, equal and, and balanced society, education needs to be accessible and therefore affordable. Mm -hmm. Inspiring, guiding, uh, giving hope to young people where we see there is such little hope at the moment yes. through concrete actions. And especially artists for young people. Especially for young people and artists in particular here from all over yes. the world. We need to work together for a better and, and positive future. We need to promote Indeed. excellence, in this case artistic excellence, through training and educational initiatives. Throughout the current pan uh, pandemic, efforts have been accordingly adapted to on online platforms. And mm -hmm. I'm sure and I know that this will uh, no doubt continue in the future. We hope that it doesn't mm -hmm. replace <laughs> performances because we need this, this 
um, communication and this proximity to the public. But we know exactly. that um, digital um, technology will continue. And yes. also access to digital online education solutions can boost sustainability. So we've identified a key action um, within this point, which mm -hmm. is positive messages of diversity inclusion on platforms. Uh, we need to promote social and environmental harmony, which we see relate to circular economy values. Um, more concretely, we, we share hashtags and we make these two sectors interchangeable, creating mm -hmm. circular culture. Mm. These messages will illustrate human initiatives, um, the human initiatives taken to incite social advancement through storytelling. Mm. For example, um, a link with Opera for Peace's Global Connections program explores collaborations and call to action projects from young people. This mirrors mm. very much what the United Nations do with call to action. Wonderful. Um, and this is all around the globe. We have artists from Africa, Latin America, Middle East, sending us news of their own initiatives, which, which is just amazing. I'm sure, I'm sure. You know, uh, this proximity and, and feeling connected with everyone in the world is, is, is so wonderful. And projects like this take place on a local level to cultivate um, a vibrant artistic scene using local art artists, enriching countries and, and reducing carbon footprint, which we know is incredibly important. Um, of course. However, with always with a global goal in mind. Yes. No, number two, if I may, is around connection and partnerships. Mm -hmm. SDG three, good health and well-being, and SDG 17, partnerships for the goals, humanity and creative communication, which relates to 11 and 12, SDG, mm -hmm, sustainable, sustainable cities and responsible consumption. So I trust that at the very heart of humanity is the basic need to connect, connect yes. with oneself, with others and with nature. Mm, connection okay. connection gives us a sense of completion it gives us a sense of fulfillment um, now we see that being in nature is even more important when we've all been confined when we've all been Absolutely. isolated just going outside seeing a tree going for a walk um, all these yeah. become more important um, this allows us to connect the, the performing arts allows us to connect through emotion and emotion is essential to persuade humans to engage in worthwhile causes and missions. The mm -hmm. circular economy outlines a series of solutions to solve these complex issues and a call to action. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that music persuades and inspires by piercing the most intimate places, the mind, the heart and the soul. And music, as we know through many studies and through what we've seen um, with our own experience, increases well-being. The transition toward, towards circular economy comes from the involvement of all actors of society and their capacity to link and create suitable collaboration and exchange patterns. 
For this to happen, every single person in the chain needs to feel concerned. Sure. An essential association linking every person together is therefore on its most basic level human existence. Mm -hmm. That is to say, birth, growth, emotion, aspiration, conflict and um, mortality. This, the cycle of life. Of Here we have another circle um, which also relates to humanity and, and to the performing arts. Mm -hmm. This is every person's reality on earth and by recognizing these aspects of humanity through culture we can better communicate the values and the importance of the circular value system in new original ways. Um, culture is simply creative communication. Let me give you an example. Um, mm -hmm. A singer uses their own body and breath as their renewable instrument to express mm -hmm. a whole range of messages and circular economy communication has to start on this visceral level to be effective. Mm -hmm. Culture exists in every civilization on earth and helps us to develop society, expressing messages and facilitating understanding of even the most complex issues that humanity faces. For example, the incredible challenges of building sustainable cities and communities yes. and responsible consumption and production. Mm -hmm. So the key action here is dialogue. Um, we will organize a series of conferences with the OCCU um, by artists and industry partners to, to speak about the essential social issues facing our world today um, from a unique perspective. This is the key. Mm. Um, connection comes through the sharing of common goals, thus developing a circular culture. A think tank specifically for artists will also be um, set up as a, let's say, a laboratory to find new ideas and social, economic solidarity and circular themes. And lastly, um, point number three is the one that I'm the most attached to, which is the, um, which is renewal, renovation, circularity and nature. SDG 7, affordable and clean energy, and SDG 13, climate action. Classical music and opera um, is made up of a large but structured catalogue that continually gets reinvented in different ways by the artists that interpret and communicate its message. So let's call this renewable energy. Mm -hmm. This changes the idea of ownership, which is also um, a central theme in circular economy. Innovation plays an important part of artistic expression through new compositions and commissioned music that keeps getting added to the already existing recycled repertoire. The notion of circularity um, has deep historical, philosophical, cultural origins. We can even find exact examples in music if, if we look. Um, for example, Wagner's Ring. 
actually the whole of the Romantic school of the 19th century was centrally concerned with the relation between man and nature, a longing for the infinite, with the role of art in interpreting that relationship. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some more examples um, of people who don't believe me. I'll give you more examples of romantic composers, which are Beethoven, Berlioz, Chopin, um, Mendelssohn, also the bel canto school, um, Rossini, Donizetti, Bellini, um, Meyerbeer. Mm-hmm. On, on a purely technical level, and this is my uh, musicological um, side coming out, there are cyclic forms in music. We have the song cycle, ternary forms, ABA, rondo forms with repeating sections. Yes, yes that's and right. you know, repetition is a main feature in a piece of music, yes. as it is the that's unifying right. element tying a piece of music together. Repetitive patterns um, defined in the circular economy as uh, as use and and reuse, uh, replicating the balance the natural world where nothing is waste and everything has value right. are actually used by composers to create this unity. Mm. There are many forms of repetitive patterns in music, um, motif, riff, uh, ostinato. They all used to provide unity and for me this is incredibly interesting because this means that music can therefore inspire cyclic thought processes and bypass consciousness to to penetrate inspiration and innovation through creativity. And I think this will be very interesting um, for the Circular Culture Project. So the key action for this point is, um, is an ambitious creation of a global calendar of events, concerts mm-hmm. and recitals with musical and thematic links to circular economy and environmental values. There is, and as I tell the artists, and I'm beginning to speak to people um, about the project and and people are very interested, there is so much in the repertoire that corresponds thematically. I tell artists, create a dedicated platform in order to inspire new artistic projects. Mm. Organize events outside, which is perfect in these COVID times, um, yeah. in beautiful and in interesting natural places. Um, yes. uh, celebrate nature, link things together, try yeah. out new formats. This is the time. There's so much we can't do. Let's let's focus on what we can do. And you know, uh, being inventive is at the heart of circular culture. So how has the artist's response been? I noticed you've, you've seen, you've talked to maybe a few of them, are they are they on board with this idea? And how inspiring is this? Because uh, you've, you've really won me over and to see the link that you make between music and musician, a form musician myself, um, mm-hmm. to see that, you know, for example, Mozart is my favorite. Um, and to see how, you know, each act turns and then it comes back and you do the repeat. Um, how have the artists react to this, the ones that you've talked to so far? I have to say, and I'm very reassured, people are extremely excited about this. Artists are inventive, sensitive um, people. We understand that we have to better relate to the world in which we live. And a lot of the times people don't quite understand the link. Once you 
explain the possibility of a link, and I don't pretend, and none of us pretend to know everything, um, they start thinking by themselves and, and creating their own circular culture. Artists are very excited about this and also, Glad to hear that. if I may, they are hopeful that this will create new funding sources. Wonderful. And for this, they are very willing to, um, to think outside the box and to explore the repertoire to, to create, um, to go forward with the initiative. That's wonderful. Well, listen, um, more information can be found on your website, I believe, operaforpeace.org. Yes. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. I just exactly. end, if I may, Julia, on, on a very, on a, just a little personal note to tell me mm -hmm. how you came about this idea to, to start Opera for Peace, going back to our initial question. Uh, what inspired you coming from the mm -hmm. opera world with your, your education, your training? Um, what, what pushed you? I mean, you have to ask because you're a woman entrepreneur, and I always like to ask these questions of, of people, you know, how, did, how do you get this idea and, and what, what pushed you to, to go ahead and start something new at this time, uh, difficult time, I might say? Yes, no, no, it's, it's, it's I have to say, it's, it was a, create, a courageous decision to leave Opéra de Paris, which is a very stable job, and working yes. on the highest level with the most exciting artists. But I felt that after 20 years in a very traditional career, where I was um, working in, in many different aspects of the theatre. I've been in theatre for 20 years, that this was the time um, at 40 years old to, to do something different. I had the contacts to be able to make it work and also had the, um, the energy and the passion to go for it. We can tell. In answer to your question about why I did this, I had the opportunity in Paris to to work with so many wonderful artists and, and so many of them. We had 20 productions a year in two theatres. Um, I was responsible for hundreds, hundreds of artists every season. And I got to speak to artists. I got to understand what their concerns were, what was working, what was not working. And there was a lot of things that were worrying me about the field and I thought you know, if, if I don't take this plunge now and encourage colleagues, because I'm a co-founder, we have other um, founders of, of Opera for Peace, to Can you tell us create... a about that? How... You're surrounded by, obviously, this diverse group of people, if I may. Can you just tell us a little bit about sure. that, too? How did you, who did you come and what is your choice of who do you pick to work with? You have such a large network. Uh, this is a well, business decision, isn't it? It's a business decision. It's also... A personal and, and, and let's say um, selfish decision because I only want to work with nice people. <laughs> so Good I you. <laughs> thank you. I chose the most um, loveliest people in my business, people that I trust, because of course trust is number one. To, That's very important. Yes, to move forward with. Um, with this particular project. So we have um, um, Dimitri um, Dovin from the Bolshoi, who has set up the most wonderful and exciting young artist program in the business. Uh, we have Paolo Petrocelli um, coming from Opera di Roma, and we're actually registered in Rome. So 
this is another selfish decision to um, <laughs> go every month to Rome, which is oh. uh, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yes. And um, with also with Jenna Wolf, who's an incredible woman and very passionate. She's based in New York. Um, Kamal Khan, who's working in emerging countries and who spent many, many years in South Africa. And we have, um, thanks to him, we have a very strong um, connection with South Africa and with Africa in general. So we have wonderful colleagues that inspire that we work together as a team. And together, going back to the original question, together we identified that there were many problems happening in the business, mental health issues, um, burnout due to lack of, of, of proper vocal technique, um, incredible amounts of pressure. And we were just worried that if we didn't do something now, there would not be a future for the business that we love so much. So we've been incredibly reassured by, by the, by the um, enthusiasm from, from artists and, and from young people in general. And this was my um, impetus to create um, the project to, let's say, to save in a certain way the business that we love. Can I just finish up on another note? I know you have some, if you can tell us anything, of course, you might have some events coming up or something new that you've, you know, you're so inventive and so passionate about this. Can you tell us anything about something coming up maybe in this year, 2021, a very difficult year, hopefully end of the sure. pandemic, maybe by fall? It definitely. I mean, you know, this comes back to the importance of strategic partnerships um, because we have many wonderful partnerships in different places around the world. So where we've been lucky is that we are a truly global organization. So we are able to go into countries where things are opening up, let's say, maybe a little bit earlier than other places. And we have um, a, an event coming up next week already in, in Sochi wow. in Russia. And this is in relation to our, um, the inauguration of our Opera for Peace Academy in Middle East, North Africa, where we've invited um, three artists from um, Dubai, from Saudi Arabia um, and from Egypt to go to Russia, to Sochi, to train with some of the world's greatest vocal coaches and to perform in a concert at the Winter International Arts Festival on the 27th of February. So um, is this on your website? This is on yeah, our website. And, okay, and this, I'm writing this down. <laughs> yes, no, this, this will be on our, on our channels. And this, um, this is a wonderful, um, opportunity for all artists involved and to um, as I said once again um, make music um, diplomatic bring people together facilitating understanding we also have um, a whole series of recitals coming up in um, um, Lerici in Liguria in, in Italy and this is in collaboration with the Lerici Music Festival um, okay. on the 21st and 22nd of May and on the 26th hey. and 27th of June we okay. have our Opera for Peace recital series um, with four incredible artists um, a, a Mexican tenor Leonardo Sanchez a South African bass baritone uh, Kuma Suizu, um, 
We have uh, Betty Gasses um, on the 26th of June. She's an incredible Colombian soprano that we believe in, that we love, that we are putting all our efforts into because the voice, the instrument is spectacular. And then on the 27th, we have an Italian. So an Italian in Italy is always um, a celebration. Uh, Caterina Piva, and she's a mezzo-soprano. And this, um, these two recital series will be based around this project of circular culture and also um, of, um, of the circular economy. We're going to be having a conference there. The programs will be around circular economy um, themes. So this is really the first of its kind in Italy and Dare I say uh, and this is world. on your website as well, right? This this will be coming on the website in in the next month or something. So we're very Speaking very excited. 